So all of that inventory came on in this short period of time, which all makes sense in getting us to nearly those 10,000. In July alone, 2,200 units hit the market. So that would say exactly what you're saying, which is people, either they took their apartments off the market in you know, the beginning of March, you know, or March as the city was shutting down, and then they shelved the units until possibly even after 4th of July to relist. Welcome to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gastaska and Jonathan Conlin, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. Corcoran recently released the Q3 2020 Manhattan Market Report, and in this episode, John and Jonathan are breaking it down. There's a lot to look at, and not all the statistics are what they appear at first glance. Staying informed is one of the most powerful things you can do as a consumer, so be sure to listen all the way to the end. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. Mr. Conlin, it is great to see you, and we welcome everybody back to episode 15. Can you believe it? Episode 15, bud? No, I can't believe it. It's like a great TV series, but it is a (laughs) podcast. So Mary Tyler Moore went seven seasons. MASH (laughs) went how many? 10, 12? I'm in it for the long haul. Welcome to the John and Jonathan Jillian YC podcast. Jonathan, Jonathan. What? (laughs) There you go. What? (laughs) Okay, well, with that, See you, but how are you doing? How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I feel pretty good. I'm in a t-shirt today, which you know, I can tell that you're dressing for success. One of us I is wear, I, we wore suits today, so we met with a client today. But uh, I got home, and it sure feels good to like you know get back to my scrubs. But uh, but I'm doing all right. It's uh, it was an interesting week, as always, as these weeks tend to be. How about yourself? How's everything with you? Uh, it's doing great. Great to see you. I'm doing really well. Today, we decided to analyze, give our five top takeaways from the third quarter Corcoran report, which just came out. So I think we'll squeeze in more than five, but let's see what that, let's, we'll start with five. Five is good. (laughs) And so I think that, uh, yeah, it's, it was a very telling report and interesting by all means. We uh, just, as a, general takeaway on our week. We are all very, very busy right now. We have uh, the appointments are up. And uh, so uh, with that, and we're listing and listing and listing and slowly starting to move some of the inventory. So I say slowly with a very big slowly. So with that, let's jump into the takeaways. Do you want to go first or should I? We have seen, we have seen just on that note, we have seen more activity around some of the listings that we haven't had any activity on for for quite some time. So it is it, it sort of goes to the same thread of the Q3 report that we're going to talk about. And I and and hopefully things continue down the same path that of what the numbers are telling us, which, you know, the number one thing is that there's some positivity in this quarter quarterly report. And so one thing that I just wanted to start it off with is 
these quarterly reports, most of the statistics, all of the statistics minus the signed contracts are based on sold and closed figures. Well, in Manhattan, if you're not aware, uh, is heavily co-op uh, co-op style product. And it takes at least 60 to 90 days to close those. So it's, there's always a delay in terms of what is the market actually doing and what do those figures look like. And many times, uh, all the time in co-ops, we don't know what the sold and closed prices are until they actually close and are recorded. Nobody, you know, no brokers typically give out that information. So you do have to take everything, all the statistics we talk about, and, and that will be one of the common threads is, oh, well, this is based off of, you know, really 90 day old information. But also the signed contracts in September were the first time year over year. So signed contracts in September beat signed contracts in 2019 in September. And that's the first time that's happened since February. So right now it, it does that mean that the market's rebounding well it's coming off of you know out of that time period where everything was in lockdown but yeah. are we in full fledged recovery mode that's yet to be seen yeah I but, think we, but it's promising the activities it's up. promising and, and like we've talked about finally Corcoran. starting to jump in yeah and corcoran does these weekly statistics and one week everything will be up in the high in percentage wise versus the week uh, prior and the week uh, from last year versus the same week, 2019. And then the following week, everything will be down. So it, because it's only weekly statistics um, and it's a small data set, but, but overall the trend is, is that things are getting busier. People are starting to get off the fence in terms of buyers, sellers are coming down to uh, reality, perhaps being a little bit more flexible in terms of pricing and the buyers and sellers are seeing eye to eye more. So much like I said before, these signed contracts, we won't really see the final numbers associated with those until they actually close. So next quarter, we'll see the increase in those signed contracts. We'll see it in the statistics in the fourth quarter because of that 60 to 90 day delay. I mean, not much happened uh, until like the middle of July is when people started jumping back in being June 22nd was when we could get back to it. Um, and so we, but, can give the, so we get, can give the audience context, the closings for the third quarter versus last year's closings remain still down 44% and contracts signed down 15% year over year. So even though the volume of, of the uh, deals is, is down, you know, closings were down significantly in the third quarter versus last year and contracts signed uh, dropped 15%, we're, we're yet to see what happens in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, frankly, that's better than I was expecting. To only have contracts signed down 15% from where we were last year. Yeah. Uh, is actually, it's not that bad. No. And 44% down on closings totally makes sense because we had such a lag there over COVID time right. where you couldn't really do anything. So, sure. um, so in terms of takeaway number three, regarding inventory. So the city reopening significantly affected the amount of inventory that hit the market this summer. Our active listings in quarter three 
rose 28% versus last year and 57% increase versus Q2. So now approximate sales units on the market is, is over 9,500 units yeah. currently. Which certainly well, helps. We feel that on the ground, you know, like in terms of, yes, there's, uh, well, what would we say, 15% less contracts being signed, but there's 28% more inventory than what we saw last year. So that's that translate to? That's the one. It's, it's screaming buyer's market. So yeah, we saw normally what we would see and our market shut down right in our typical spring season. So normally that's our busiest season for inventory to come on the market. Uh, all of that was delayed. So nobody really listed any new inventory from March 15th to June 22nd until, or maybe the beginning of June, people started listing things in the hopes that June 22nd, when we could get back out there and actually show some places. So we saw nearly 5,000 new listings hit, that mar hit the market in the third quarter of 2020. So we see a compounding of not only spring, uh, and those, of course, some of the apartments that would have come on in the spring, maybe never came to market because people decided to stay where they're at and, and not do anything right now. But there certainly was this pent up inventory from the spring season. And now we're coming into the second busiest season, the fall season. So all of that inventory came on in this short period of time, which all makes sense in getting us to nearly those 10,000. In July alone, 2,200 units hit the market. So that would say exactly what you're saying, which is people, either they took their apartments off the market in you know, the beginning of March, you know, or March as the city was shutting down, and then they shelved the units until possibly even after 4th of July to relist, which would make sense that 2,200 uh, listings hit the market in, in July. So takeaway number five is a little bit more convoluted, but, but what we actually saw in the Q3 report was that the average and median closing prices, uh, surprisingly, they neared or hit record highs. And that's, that's mainly due to some, some very high-end new development closings that happened. That compounded by fewer, much fewer closings actually happening. So those two factors really skewed those numbers up. And I think, again, have to be taken with a grain of salt. So where does this leave? What does this mean for you? What does this mean for you if you are buying a piece of real estate or if you are a seller? If you are a seller in this market or if you're contemplating wanting to sell the apartment, if you possibly would want to wait our best guesstimate in the fall, you see, we're entering the last quarter of the year. We already have hotspots, pockets of New York City where the COVID rates are going up and the mayor is, uh, the mayor and the governor are talking about closing down the schools. So I think, there's- I think the correct terminology is that they're fighting a little bit over- They're who's fighting, gonna, yeah. Who's gonna shut down and who's not and what's gonna happen. Correct. So oh. nevertheless, that's uncertainty in the marketplace. So if you are a seller in the marketplace, we're actually having a couple of sellers do what are called quiet listings, which are they're just sending them out to certain of the brokers without actually getting them on the market, um, kind of wading into the marketplace. So hold off on possibly selling your apartment. If you're a buyer, Oh, let me go back to the other thing. If you are on the market and your home is not selling, then 
you need to take seriously the price of the apartment. And pricing back for the first quarter of this year is non-existent. One must go to the market wherever the market is responding. The yeah. sellers are being rewarded by selling their homes wherever the market is responding. And unfortunately, the pricing is down for sellers. So yeah, and I think the number one point for sellers is you have to have a good reason to sell. Um, you yes. know, you don't want to just throw it out there to test the market. That, that's pretty silly to do these days. So those, those uh, people deciding to sell just on a whim, it should not exist right now. You should be either trading up trading up would be the right time to do it. You take a loss on the sale, but you pick it up because the softness in the market is at, is more at the higher price points. So, or maybe a relocation and you can't, you're in a co-op, you can't really rent it. You know, like there, there needs to be significant reason for you to sell, not just, Hey, I think it's a good time to sell. Right. Right. And for buyers, buyers, I would say, I'll go first on the buyers. I would say now's the time to get out there and look. I mean, nobody can say, and we say this all the time, nobody can say how long this market's gonna last. But, but what we can say is that right now is a good time to get out there and look to see if you can find something and, see, and then see if you can maybe find something that has a seller that is in a place where they actually do need to sell. They fit in that category or they really want to sell to move on and to whatever, buy another place, uh, buy up, et cetera. So it is certainly a good time to get your feet wet, to get out there, get some properties under your belt in terms of seeing places. So if you find there, it, listen, we always say this to our clients, to our buyers in specific, it's still a property driven you know, you still have to find a place that you actually want to live in, you know, because most of the time we're talking about primary users. Um, you still have to want to live in the space. And we work with people in the best of times and it takes months to find the right space. So it depends on how particular your requests are in the search. But um, I would even go a step further that so, it's, it is the absolute prime time for a purchaser to buy a piece of Manhattan real estate. You see, buyers don't recognize it until after the bottom of the marketplace. You see, so the bottom hit, it's like, it's like uh, you know, when the market dropped dramatically after COVID hit, the stock market. And so like those who had the wherewithal to dive in and buy the, the stocks as they were going down, well, many Many sat on the sidelines and said, no, it's just going to keep going, 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 going. No, it didn't. No. And then it took off. You know, a lot of buyers missed it. So they, they get it on the way up. It's the same way in the real estate market. So what I would say is buyers who are either buying in the third quarter of 2020 or this quarter, even into the first quarter of next year, are going to be handsomely rewarded. Rates are very, very, very low. If you find a piece of real estate, gauge the reality of the seller. If the seller's not real, there's plenty, plenty of inventory, just like we discussed, move yeah. on to a different apartment and you will be rewarded. So yeah, unless you're looking for something very specific and then you're, you know, your hands are tied. If you're looking right. for a penthouse on Park Avenue, uh, without, you know, space. without door space, well, there's only a few of those. So, you know, you have to buy in the market that we're in. That's, right. that's plain and simple. That's, that's what you got to do. And if you're a broker and listen, we say this to ourselves every day, 
is stay the course, be honest with your clients, be uh, work, continue to work hard, continue to just keep going um, because the market will turn where we see a lot more activity. It always does. New York will hit a tipping point where, uh, where all the buyers, almost a herd mentality where they decide to jump back in um, and just keep counseling your clients uh, and uh, with honesty and statistics driven um, and, you know, just, just hang in there. We've been through this before. We've been through downturns, downturns before you and I, John, and, you know, we always, you know, pick each other up and we're like, okay, it's going to be okay. We just keep going. We just keep going. And, and it comes around. So it's challenging, no doubt. Hopefully you saved your money and you, you don't need to make the kind of money you were making, you know, a couple of years ago in the, in the height of the market. Um, and you can weather the storm financially because that's, that, that's obviously one of the, the biggest challenges for, for our business, people in our business. But um, I think someone, someone wisely said at one time, live, wait, was it me? live, no, live conservatively in the good times so that in the not so good times and the challenging times as a real estate broker, your lifestyle can continue. And I think that that's, so living conservatively in all markets is very, very, very important. And unfortunately, this kind of a real estate market will weed out agents who have gotten over their skis, yeah. but not us, you know, I'm still, you know, now instead of going downhill on our skis, we're going to doing those long uphill, slow uphills on uh, like a cross country skiing. Cross country skiing, yeah. Yeah, and it's really, or a marathon. We've gone from downhill miles to marathon. What? We've gone, we've gone from downhill like Black Diamond to uh, cross country. Cross country, uphill, slow uphills. <laughs> All right. But um, so then also the last thing that I would say is if you're an investor, that now is a good time to good capitalize. Luck. Pardon me? What? Good luck. I know. If you're an investor, what investors are out there, honestly? I mean. Well, uh, it's actually, I have a friend who also I assisted in helping to buy a commercial property outside of New York City in Philadelphia. And this is, you know, he's a first time purchaser, Will, Will is. And he now has seen an increase in the property value of his home. And so he sends me a listing, a really expensive listing in Harlem. And I thought, you can't afford that. So he says, as my real estate guru, he called me this morning and he said, okay, John, I'm thinking about doing this and pulling out cash refinancing, pulling out all the money. I said, okay, we have to back you up a bit. So in terms of the refi, absolutely refi your loan. But I said, don't get ahead of your, over your skis here. You see, because we, you and I both have seen people who have leveraged themselves up the rear end and then the market churns, they can't, you know, they can't sell the real estate and then they lose the real estate. I said, it's not worth it to that, but think conservatively. And so if you take a portion of the funds out of the home, that's fine. Possibly invest in something which you can afford and which we can at least get some sort of a cap rate on, or you'll benefit from the, from the appreciation of the asset versus- yeah, yeah. Investors a have a, a tough gig these days because uh, the cap rates are so low. I mean, investors yeah, buy yeah. in Manhattan because, because for the appreciation play, it's not for cash flow, it's not for cap rate. 
Um, so these cap rates of two to 3% make it very challenging. And then on top of that, you have a very challenging uh, rental market. Um, and right. What if you're a renter in this market? Yeah, and renters are, uh, listen, there are deals all over the place. We have people um, uh, renegotiating uh, in their lease to extend their lease and getting discounts, et cetera, which obviously does compound in, uh, the problems in the sales market because they always compete with one another, especially with first time buyers where they're like, okay, I can rent this or I could buy that for this amount of monthly payment and this, you know, this sort of capital investment, et cetera. So um, there's, I think the latest figures are over 15,000 rentals on the market right now, which I, I, that was a few weeks, that was maybe what, three weeks ago or something that we heard that figure. Who knows what, where this is going, but that's, it's not a quickly corrected problem. So, um, so it is certainly uh, an additional challenge for the sales market and, and needs to be discussed. At the end of the day, renting, you're throwing away money in some regards. So the, it, it, it does warrant a conversation with a, a real estate professional to figure out, okay, what does this look like? Your ultimate goal, your long-term goal has to be taken into account. And like many things, it's all situational. You know, are you here for the long haul? Are you going to be here for a couple of years? Want to keep it as an investment property? You know, whatever. So, but the silver lining in all of this is that we're going to be here for the long haul. And I know I am, and you're going to be here with me, correct? I, I did make a vow that I'm not retiring until you do, but. Oh, I love that. It's always That's subject cool. to change. It's you know? music to my ears. <laughs> so we're not going anywhere. And that's why we have to say to everybody watching this podcast, if you have questions, give us a call. And if you want to get the market stats, if you want the third quarter report, Go on to John and Jonathan sell nyc.com, our website, sign up. We'll get you on our, um, the market reports. Also tune into our Instagram feed for the weekly market stat. And so we're hoping, hoping that our fourth quarter numbers are going to be even better than these. Yeah. And we still have, you know, we have now, um, uh, a few couple months left here of the year. Three months. We have the presidential election coming up um, in a month. We have, uh, a, we're on the precipice of getting a vaccine, I feel, an announcement of a vaccine, of course, distribution far behind that, but at least an announcement of it will help. I think if we get into the cold season here um, and the flu season and there's no major health issues or tax on the healthcare system, et cetera, that will be a positive. But we already, as you mentioned, we have, um, uh, we've got some spikes, not big spikes, but upticks in the numbers here in the, in the, in the New York City yeah, boroughs. boroughs. And I'm adjacent to one right out here. So I'm hoping that this, that is only spotty and we can keep it under control. But a lot has yet to be seen. And, it, and as I said at the beginning, we have to take it all with a grain of salt, the statistics, because things are always subject to change. We're in a very, we're in a very precarious time. And, um, but everything seems to be moving in the right direction. And God willing, it will continue to do that. So, so wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance, and get your flu shot. I got mine. I didn't get mine. You'll get it soon. 
everybody on the team has to get it. This too shall pass. This is New York City. And like Jerry Seinfeld said on 60 Minutes, he's in love with this city. This is a great city to be in. And uh, we are one tough cookie. We're not going anywhere. So but we have to stay vigilant, like you said. Vigilant. We have to stay vigilant. Absolutely. As always, pleasure to talk to you, John. Another week. You as well, Mr. Collin. Always a great insight. Another podcast in the books. We have about 800 more to go, but that's fine. We'll get there. Uh, our favorite things, our favorite places. Every, that next week, one of, we're going into a new, new neighborhood. I think. Yeah, new neighborhood next week. And everybody stay safe, stay healthy. And, and remain safe. in gratitude. There you, go. there you go. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Later. Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gostaska and Jonathan Conlon, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. If you'd like to take a look at our listings, have a property you're thinking of selling, or are wondering if we could help you finally find the perfect place to call home, feel free to reach out. You can email us at info at johnandjonathansellnyc.com or reach out via our Facebook page or Instagram at johnandjonathansellnyc. If you enjoyed today's podcast, consider telling a friend or family member about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts and we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. Subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode and we'll see you next time.